You are now tuning into the No Small Talk podcast, and we're your hosts, Ebony and Sherry, two introverts who actually do enjoy conversations, as long as it's not small talk, and you don't have to settle for small talk either. Change the conversation. We're here to show you how. With our conversation starters, we want to help you enjoy meaningful conversations and build better relationships in order to succeed in business, life, and in love. We'll show you how to be confident, present, and vulnerable while starting conversations that you enjoy. Relationships, parenting, careers, money, and wellness are all topics we discuss right here on this podcast. So get your headphones, your cup of tea, and get ready to be inspired to start your next conversation. No small talk. Uh, they cannot do what they want. I got my freedom of speech. Yeah. Get to say what I want. They cannot lock me outside. I walk in right through the front. With a big back like I'm back. You need to get my respect. Hello again, friends. Welcome to another episode of the No Small Talk Podcast. Today we are joined with a special guest and fellow introvert, and I want to say virtual friend, Courtney, aka the introvert actress. Courtney is a blogger, she's an actress and an introvert. Yes, introverts can be actresses too. And as an introvert in an extroverted industry, Courtney shares her own personal struggles dealing with shyness, anxiety, and stage fright in her blog called Introvert Actress. We became friends with Courtney online because we felt like we connected with her content and that we share similar experiences as introverts who work in industries that celebrate extroversion. On today's episode, we invited Courtney to join us for one of our No Small Talk conversation starters. In the midst of this global pandemic, social injustice, challenges that 2020 has brought us, we all need a little peace in our lives. So today's question is, where do you go to find peace and why? We picked this question because we just found that with the uncertainty that this year has brought us all, one thing that we can all agree on is that we need to find peace or we need to create it. In this discussion, we really delve into the importance of self-care and making time to take care of oneself physically and mentally. It was a very deep and much needed conversation. So without further ado, grab your tea, your coffee or your glass of wine and just sit back and enjoy the episode. Stay tuned. Okay, Courtney, so we're going to just jump right into the conversation starter question. Where do you go to find peace and why? So during this time in quarantine and COVID, I've found many places considering all the free time we've had and all the time we've had at home. But in general, I'm a big parks person and I'm very lucky to live around a lot of parks. So I usually go there for some peace. I think it's just good to be in nature. Nature is just very rejuvenating. And actually prior to COVID, I lived in New York City and New York's a great place to just go out and get lost. And so a lot of my places to go and find peace were just to go out and get lost in the city by myself and explore a place that I've never been before. But yeah, nature rejuvenates you and then just keeps me energized. It keeps me very energized. Yeah, I can really see how nature and just going outside can be peaceful. I'm not really a nature person, but I did find mm-hmm. that during quarantine, 
my family and I try to be intentional about going out to the park with the kids and just getting fresh air and just kind of get out of the house and have some breathing room. And we found that that has been just going on our walks have been really refreshing and kind of peaceful. Like you said, I found that I've been enjoying it more and that's not natural to me. I'm not like an outdoorsy type of person, but I did find peace going for the walks. And I think I have a newfound appreciation for it being locked up for so long. So I can definitely see how it's a place for peace. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. I think being in quarantine has pushed people outside of what they would normally do. And I've heard people say that quite a bit. Yeah. For me, if I don't take my daily walks, I feel off because I feel like that's the only way that I have sunlight. And again, being out with nature, it does seem to lift my energy and my spirits in a way that I'd never paid attention to prior to COVID. We've done a few trails out here in the Virginia area with my brother and my sister, and that has been a lot of fun. I really think it's because with the limited options that we have to go out and entertain ourselves, just the simple things like going to the park and taking the walks, doing the trails have been something that we actually found exciting and fun. Same here. And it's been good because I live close to my mom and it's been great for both of us too, because we look forward to the walks, like we need them, but then mm-hmm. it, it has also become a really good time for like the both of us to bond with one another. You mentioned that you used to live in New York. We're both actually originally from New York. I'm in Jersey now and Sherry's in Maryland. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what part of New York specifically did you find that is or was peaceful? Because I'm trying to think in the city, like, where would I go? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Ebony. <laughs> I'm like, where in New York? New York City, New York City? <laughs> well, let me, let me clarify. Well, I lived in Astoria the last time I was there. And I... I lived in a very residential part of the story. It was really quiet. It was a lot of families and things like that. So it was nice to walk around in that area and just find peace. And you're always coming across something in New York. You think you know the area, then you walk a couple blocks that you've never walked down before. Mm-hmm. And you just discover things that you've never seen before. But in general, I'm a big museums person. I like to go to the you know, Museum of Modern Art, places like that. Mm. Um, again, I'm a big parks person, so I know parks can kind of be weird in New York, but going to Prospect Park or going to Central Park, I really enjoyed, or Astoria Park. I'm also really big just on movies, too. I'm a big, big movie person. Some people seem to have a problem with going to movies by themselves, but I did that quite frequently. Always a good opportunity for me to go out and just be by myself, be in peace, and then also enjoy some film. New York is a crazy place, but (laughs) me living in Astoria and living in a residential area, it was easy for me to get away from a lot of the noise. And it was easy for me to just walk around, walk down the street and just be by myself and find my peace in that way. Yeah. When you mentioned The Museum of Modern Art, MoMA, it reminded me of their first Saturdays. I used to love their first Saturdays. It was the first Saturday of the month where they would just have a DJ and people would just come out and dance all night. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to do that in a while, especially Mm -hmm. with COVID. But when you mentioned it, I was over here reminiscing of those MoMA first Saturday nights. Yeah, and even 
in Astoria, they have the Museum of the Modern Image. I think every Monday of the first month, it was free. They have the museum, but then they also have the studio where they film shows like Orange is the New Black and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And on Fridays and Saturdays, they'd have filmmakers come through and talk about the film that's coming out. And they'd have a lot of good people come through. I'm a big museum person. I've always liked museums for that reason because they do provide opportunities to attend events like that. A lot of them do plan social events, like you were saying, at the Museum of Modern Art. Yeah. What about you, Sherry? Where do you go to find peace and why? I'm a homebody. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have to go very far to find peace. I find peace in my apartment. I have been very intentional about making my apartment, my humble abode, my place of peace and where I just come to for relaxation and to retreat. And I will say about two years ago, I set in my mind that I was going to buy new furniture because the furniture that I had was really old furniture. It was the furniture that I bought in my first apartment as an adult in Chicago. And I remember at the time when I bought the furniture, I remember thinking I wanted my furniture to have full of personality. I wanted the color to be bright and vibrant. So I went out and bought red, red furniture. And at the time, I thought it was great. It was my way of showing my uniqueness. And when you come to my apartment, you're going to see bold and creativity. You're not going to mm-hmm. see any bland apartment setup. But as I got older, I felt like my personality has kind of calmed down a bit. And I really wanted to come home and feel more calm and rested. And so the red was no longer working for me. So I became a lot more neutral toned and that's what I responded well to. So now I have the grays and the tans, just a softer vibe. And buying candles and diffusers and again, Mm -hmm. just different Mm -hmm. elements that made me feel like I was in a resort. I love going to resorts and hotels also to relax and that can get pretty costly. So I thought to myself, how can I create an environment in my home where I feel like I'm getting that luxury. I'm at a luxury resort. And so that's what I did. I bought pieces and things that brought joy to me, things Mm -hmm. that made me feel relaxed. And I'm happy to say that my apartment is where I've dreamed about for a while. And it definitely has worked with COVID now that we are spending Mm -hmm. a lot more time at home. I actually am okay with being home because it really does reflect what's important to me and what excites me. Of course, I wish that I had some company, but other than that, I will say that my home is really the place that I go to to find peace. I really look forward to that. I'm in an apartment and I have roommates and things like that, but I look forward to eventually having my own home for those exact reasons is because I am a homebody as well at the end of the day. And I'm trying my best now to envision exactly the kind of space that I want to be in. And I love exactly what you just said about modeling your space after being in a spa. Mm. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that's a really good framework for how you want to set up your space. But, oh man, 
I look forward to that hopefully soon in the next five years or so, something like that. But I'd love to have my own space and set it up like that because it is really important, especially for us introverts, I think, yeah. um, to have that kind of space for yourself. So I look forward to that for myself in the future. Yeah. And before I bought my furniture, I really spent time thinking about the resorts that I went to and I enjoyed. What elements in the room did I actually find appealing? And I just jotted those down. I took pictures. I'm not Mm -hmm. a big Pinterest person, but on YouTube, a lot of those influencers have those home tours. I would save a lot of those videos. There's one particular interior designer. Her name is Sophie Patterson. Oh my God, her home is beautiful and the homes that she models are beautiful and it's all about soft, clean lines. And so I compiled a list of homes and -hmm. designs that I really liked. And again, just taking note of the different elements and the colors. And that's exactly what I looked for when I went to Home Goods or Crate and Barrel. I had my inspiration. So it made the purchase and the modeling a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I too. I'm a homebody as well, Sherry. So I think I tried to do the same thing with when we bought our house and kind of make, create like a space that's kind of like an oasis that allows me to relax. And like, I just want to be happy at home because I actually like to be home um, most of the time, but I have roommates too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, five, five kids and a husband. <laughs> so that that kind of that doesn't always work in terms of having my space be an yeah. oasis. But I definitely agree with you. Like creating that space where you feel relaxed and comfortable definitely feels good. As for me, where I go to relax these days and find peace is my nighttime showers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just. After a long day of being with the kids and working and it just, for me, going into the shower, a hot shower, um, I wish I could take a bubble bath, um, <laughs> but just going into the hot shower and just relaxing and kind of clearing my head brings me peace. I'm able to like reflect on the day. I do a lot of brainstorming while I'm in the shower. I know that's not really relaxing. But for me, it is because it's the one place that I can actually have quiet time. I agree. Um, Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. I I pray when I'm in there, talk to God, pour my whatever my thoughts are out to God and just like thinking about the things that I've done, things that I could do better. For me, it's just a relaxing moment. That's just quiet time. And because I don't get a lot of that in the day, especially now with COVID and everyone being home, it just mm-hmm. kind of works at that nighttime shower, maybe even if it's 10 minutes a day, it just brings me peace to know that it's me being still and being able to be alone in that moment. So, yeah. It's funny that you say that because I also do find, and I live by myself, but there is something about the shower time where it does mm-hmm. relax yes. with the hot water, where you just feel like it's a time for you to be by yourself away from everything else. And as much as you are allowed to enjoy the stillness of that experience, for me, I find that my best thoughts and ideas come in that place. So it's funny that you said that, right? So you would think it's a place of stillness, shut off the thinking, but my best thoughts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me too. Mm -hmm. I've actually been, I know you said you don't do bubble baths. I'm not sure why, but 
I started incorporating bubble baths since COVID. I felt like I needed to take my self-care game up a notch. And I started doing bubble baths. And I'm a person who's really particular about tubs. And I used to tell myself, I cannot take a bubble bath unless I was (laughs) the first person in that tub. tub. (laughs) There was just something yucky about it. And people around me would say, but you do wash your tub every week. I do, but still, I have no idea what they did. I don't know if my scrubbing is intense enough. And so, no. But during COVID, I kind of put all that to the side, got some Dr. Tills and Epsom salt, have some oils, everything. Mm. And 25 minutes in that hot tub, oh my God. I have no idea why I waited so long. If You're you encouraging me. Yeah. No, I, not <laughs> that I, so here's why I don't do bubble baths. I don't think I've ever, maybe once I've had a bubble bath, like at a hotel or something like that. But my bathroom and my room, it's a standing shower and like the tub is in the kid's oh. bathroom. So by the end of the night, after putting the kids, I'm in my room. I just kind of hop in the shower. But now that you put it that way, you build the ambiance. I think that I'm going to consider doing a, <laughs> bubble bath i might need it Those just tell the kids there. you're borrowing their yeah they have to do that <laughs> you gotta yeah gotta come up with something right yeah i feel you on the self-care like my self-care has gone through the roof throughout this whole experience and for me i've become more girly throughout this whole time period and just i have those nights where like i will take a bath like in the epsom salt but the then I'm doing the body scrubs. I'm doing mm-hmm. my eyebrows. I order the gel kit so I can do my own nails. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how, for me, my self-care has just gone through the roof throughout this experience. And like yourselves, it, it usually does give me a time to really think about things. My mind isn't racing in that I'm stressed out or anything like that but it's the good thought process that's going through my head where I can just see myself the way I want to be I can think about my goals I can think about the person I want to be and the things I'm going after but it's a really good space to be in I think to myself sometimes how come I wasn't doing this sooner it's a really positive thing that has come out of this time in quarantine yeah I wonder what about COVID forced us to start thinking about ourselves that way and prioritizing self-care because it did become a heavy priority for me, but I can't Uh explain why. I don't know what it was. What do you think? I guess to preserve our sanity. (laughs) I I know I see a lot of people on Instagram and on social media talking about it a lot more. It's a stressful period for everyone, right? I think everyone can relate in this one situation, right? Because we're all going through this together, the whole world. So I think just remembering to find time to take care of yourself through this all, this whole thing, I think it's just something that everyone is trying to do to kind of keep themselves from going crazy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the weekend I decided to buy all of my candles and shower gels from Bath and Body. It was after hearing my CEO say that they were thinking about doing a permanent remote working structure. Mm. And that gave me intense anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because while 
I like the balance that remote working brings. I can do maybe one or two days a week. But when he said this was permanent, I remember thinking, okay, if I'm going to be home every day, all day, I need to make sure that I am completely comfortable and enjoying Mm -hmm. myself. (laughs) Yep. So I went and bought my favorite candles from Bath & Body, all the shower gels, because in my mind, this was, as you said, Ebony, what I needed to keep myself sane and feeling at my best during this crazy time. Yeah. I think that what we all seem to have in common is just realizing that part of that finding peace is also incorporating some sort of Mm self-care for ourselves. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, taking walks, enjoying nature, hot showers and hot baths. So self-care seems to be what has been keeping us and helping us to find peace, especially during this time. Yeah, I think it has to do with the amount of time that we've had home. I think sometimes when you're left with yourself and you're left with your thoughts for a long time, Ebony, I know you have a busy house, so you might not have a chance to be by yourself a lot. My sister has six kids, so I'd Ooh. always... She, uh, yeah. You bet your match. Oh, Ebony. my goodness. She, you God bet your match. I bet my match. <laughs> I have to she, meet your sister. She's been trying really hard to escape throughout this time and find those moments to herself. She actually, she wanted 10 kids, just to throw that out there. Whoa. Oh, wow. She, yeah. She initially wanted 10 kids, and I think her husband was like, I think six is good. <laughs> I think we're, I think we can stop now. <laughs> But um, I think for me, just the time spent by myself caused me to maybe examine things that I've been doing that maybe haven't been so healthy. I think that's where the self-care came from. It's just examining things and seeing what I can do better. Part of coming out of that is just, okay, like really take care of yourself, not just because... It's fun, but I think it has something to do with my self-worth, too. You know, it's really feeling like I'm worth it. And why COVID bought that out, I don't know. But for me, that's where the self-care came from as well. I noticed that COVID did bring a lot of things out in terms like, just reflecting on a lot of things. And you talk about your self-worth. For me, I found that I need to, like, take the health seriously. I got really Mm. like nervous. My husband ended up getting really sick during this time. We never tested him for COVID, but the symptoms and signs seemed very (laughs) COVID-ish and it was really bad. But like just one of the wake up calls that we got from it is just like, really take care of your health. Like we are pretty healthy people and you never expect that you'd get something like that because everywhere on the news, they're like, oh, it's older people who are catching it or people with pre-existing conditions. So for us, it was just like a wake-up call. Like, okay, we have to be more intentional about our vitamins and eating better, exercise. And we're not perfect, but we are doing better in terms of those things. And for me, getting rest, I think, is something that mm-hmm. I definitely need to work on. Like sleeping as far as, as a part of self-care for me is like getting sufficient rest. Like I mm-hmm. noticed that I something that I need to work on. So, And I think a lot of us, we push it to the side thinking that we have more time to think about ourselves and take care of ourselves. We're like, oh, I'm healthy enough. I don't have to do more or I can do more next year. 
or when you talk about feeling worthy, yes, I want to have this, but maybe I'll buy it later. I'll do it later when I have more money. We always think that we can postpone things Mm -hmm. until later. And I think COVID made us realize that later may not come. Mm -hmm. So while I'm here today, let me enjoy this time today. Let me enjoy this moment today. I do believe that that was a part of my thinking and mentality when you saw so many things happening so quickly and lives lost. It made me realize that whatever I can do to live a fulfilling, happy, joyful life right now, that's what I'm going to do instead of putting it off for tomorrow. I know my mother, my mother likes to save her best dishes, Mm -hmm. like her, her serving trays and glasses for when she's entertaining and Gus come over and I'm like, but you're just as deserving and worthy of having that experience by yourself. You don't right. need to wait yes. for guests to come before you celebrate what you have right now. But I think a lot of us have that mentality and I think COVID slowly helped us to get out of that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that was a really good conversation. I think we started talking about peace and then we kind of segue into... <laughs> self-care and I think it can all be tied together because you can definitely find peace when you're taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself so that was good so now we're moving into the second segment of the episode we have a few roundup questions for you Courtney and the first question is what three books would you bring on introvert island and why So the first one would, without a doubt, be, I don't know if you all have read it, but it's called The Introvert's Way by Sophia Dembling. Mm -mm. And Mm -mm. that would be the first book just because that was the first one I read that for me as an introvert had so many aha moments and it gave me so much comfort. It gave me so much peace to read it. And I reference back to it quite frequently. So I would definitely choose that one first, just for the peace of mind and the comfort that it gives me as an introvert. The second book, I'm a really big history person. I love history. The second book would be called uh, Destined to Witness by Hans Masakoy. And he was actually an Afro-German. He was a black man who lived and survived through Nazi Germany. And he has just this brilliant story of living through Nazi Germany. And then he made his way to the United States, but it was right in the middle of the civil rights movement. Mm. So he just has this amazing story of dealing with oppression and different stages of his life. And it's a beautiful, beautiful autobiography. But yeah, I would read that because he was a very resilient man. And even with everything that he went through, he didn't let it stop him from achieving his goals and to finding the family and the career and everything that he wanted. It's a brilliant book. I would definitely, that would definitely be my second choice. And then my third choice would be Battlefield of the Mind. It's by Joyce Meyer. Mm. And I would choose that one because that was the first book I read where I really started to understand how you can combat negativity in your mind Mm. and how you can overcome the battlefield in your mind when you're struggling with things or when you're dealing with negativity. That book like gave me the tools. It gave me the foundation I needed to 
switch my thinking around and to be more of a positive person. So, yeah, those would be my three books there. That sounds really good. I think I'm going to look that book up because I like Joyce Meyer as well. I've read a couple of her books. I haven't read that one. So that's something that I want to look into. I think that all of us, especially me, <laughs> can use a book like that. Okay, so the next question, what is your favorite No Small Talk conversation starter and why? Oh, man. I would say, I know this is kind of iffy, but I do like talking politics with people, mm-hmm. not to like an extreme extent, but I think that's a good space for people to kind of start talking about like philosophically what they believe in and what mm-hmm. grounds them. And so kind of starting conversations with politics not in a controversial way but just to understand where people come from philosophically and to understand how they think and just what grounds them in life do you have any particular advice or tips on how to have that conversation without being confrontational or controversial Mm. i think i would say for me especially um i had so many of these conversations especially living in new york because there's so many people different backgrounds and different upbringings and different points of view. I think my best advice about that would just be to ask people, how do you think this country can get back on track? I think Mm -hmm. is the best way. And from there, everybody will have their own interpretation of what they mean, what that means. But I think that's a way to invite that kind of conversation. I actually like that because you're keeping it open-minded and you're not telling them which way you think they should go. You just are really opening the conversation up for them to express themselves on what they think is needed, what they think goes wrong, aside from any particular political affiliation. Right. Yeah. If you approach it just with your point of view or your political opinions, then that's just a recipe for things going, I think, off the rails. But if you leave it open-ended, I think then you can, I don't know, you'd be surprised at what people would say. And I think you can find yourself having a very receptive and cordial conversation with people. Yeah, because a lot of times we get caught up with the title, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we actually have very similar views or Mm. opinions of what's wrong we might differ on how to get there but i like that approach because you are probably going to find more similarities and differences and yeah sherry that that is so true it that's the funny part is i think a lot of times people feel the same way about a lot of things maybe we don't use the same language or approaching it a different way but i agree with that I like it too, because as a person who likes to talk about politics, I think that sometimes I kind of tread lightly with those conversations because I don't want it to get to a situation where it becomes combative. But the Mm -hmm. way you you pose the question, it's positive. Like, how can we make this country better? I think it's coming Mm -hmm. from a positive perspective. And I can definitely see that leading to more of a positive conversation. So I like that. I'm taking that. I'm Mm -hmm. taking that. Yeah. I'm taking that. Yeah, I like it. Love it. And I do think it forces people to self-examine. Nice. Okay. That's a good one that we're going to borrow from you. (laughs) And the last question is pretty easy. How can people connect with you after the show if they'd like to? So my 
Instagram handle is at introvert underscore actress. And then my website where I have my blog is introvertactress.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Courtney, for joining us today with this conversation. We really had a good time chatting with you. Thank you both so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in again to another episode. We hope that you enjoyed this week's conversation. And if you like our conversation starter questions and would like them for yourself, please check out our website at nosmalltalkpodcast.com. Also, if you liked any of the books that Courtney shared on today's episode, or maybe you just want to listen to them, check out Audible. Audible is a great way to listen to your favorite audiobooks, an array of Audible original content, and even podcasts. If you're like me, then listening to your books is so convenient. It allows me to take in content at a much higher rate. Check out Audible and tell them that Sherry and Ebony at No Small Talk Podcast sent you. And when you sign up, you get a 30-day free trial with one credit to use on any premium titles and all the amazing content that you want. Two credits if you already have Prime. Just click the link in our show notes for the promo code. Okay, so until next time, enjoy your week. And remember to have great conversation, to be authentic, be true, and no small talk. A place they go so hard. I'm not afraid of words, you can bring the bar. If you don't want problems, then don't start. Don't start. They told me shut up and dribble. Tell the president at presidential. Bottom line, I won't keep quiet, not this time, not this time.